Hey everybody, it's Ron from the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast Network, here to talk to you today about SpinWiz Comics. SpinWizComics.com is an indie comics discovery platform. It's designed to help comic book readers find new content, with over 60 publishers and over 400 different comic titles to choose from, and growing every week. Most of the content right now is free to read, but there are options available to purchase PDFs and support creators you read the most. And right now, as part of the promotion, IB Comics is offering the first four issues of Grace, free to read. And for all you music fans out there, the first 28 pages of Legba's Juke Joint, Volume 1. You can read all of these for free at spinwizcomics.com. So if you're a content creator out there, check it out. It's a no-hassle platform whose core goal is to help with awareness, to essentially take your comic book and put it out there for new readers. It's as easy as uploading a couple of PDFs, toss them into a Dropbox or Google, and within a day, your stuff will be online and available for purchase or for new readers to check out. SpinWizComics.com. Check it out today. Direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios, honey. This is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your host, that fine ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here. Let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris Thayer, Mike Jones, and I'm Ron Mills. So, uh, no Steve today. It was his birthday last night, and he was down at the uh, Knott's Berry Farm Eatery, <laughs> oh, yeah. Charcuterie. Cool. And- yeah, it's their modified open. So, as a theme park, they are not legally allowed to be open. But they're a big restaurant. So, well, what they've done is it's kind of the food and wine festival ah. model. So you pay, I believe it's like $30 a person. So it's a 30-acre restaurant is what it is. Basically, yeah. It's, like it's, but well, none of the rides I, are open, right? No, no rides are allowed to be open because that would make it a theme park. So what well, it is is them. you pay $30 per person to go in, and you're allowed to go into the park. You're, there's a few shops that will be open so you can spend money. Right. But then they have like almost like food booths. You know, lining the right. streets, sure, and lots of eating areas and outdoor. Okay. So uh, is it is it one price? I just pay well, one time. The thirty dollars per person, and then that gives you like five food tickets. Oh, okay. That you can redeem for an entree. At so it's like each a food the, festival at Knott's yeah. Berry Farm. Exactly. Yeah. Do they still have the ghost town? Are there still cowboys fighting? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's no fun. But I believe you can walk through the ghost town. Sent a text this morning, and I think he was either a little hungover or. A little tired. Um, yeah, threw and, his back out. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Birthday, yeah. Uh, so, but no Steve, but he'll be back next week. Uh, Mike also is, uh, Eastman is not with us today. Um, he's still alive. He's just not with <laughs> us. You Barely. Know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do have uh, uh, the Chris, Mike, and Ron crowd today, so this will be an exciting show. we got a lot to talk about. Um, some good stuff happening. Surprisingly, a lot to talk about. Yeah, the nerd world is finally starting to make a comeback. You know, it's like the uh, the Arab Spring, but for nerds, you know, so yeah. very exciting. Um, political reference there. Good yeah. stuff. Um, but uh, so <laughs> We do a lot of that on this show. 
<laughs> Do we though? Do no, we? We don't. <laughs> well, let's let's start off in, with a rest in peace to King T'Challa. And I was going to I was going to jump right into that because yeah. that was the big news that came out of was it Friday? Yeah, we lost Chadwick Boseman. So absolutely insane. Well, I, I followed him on Insta and on uh, Twitter and he had been losing weight and people were actually giving him grief about it. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't as jacked as he was oh, like. Wow. Um, and he hadn't disclosed that he had cancer, but this dude for the last like four years. Yeah, he was yeah. in stage three cancer for four years, and then jeez. I mean, if this is not a good reason to get your prostate checked, people, I don't know what is. You yeah, know? if you're if you're over forty, go get probed. It's worth it. It's it's it could save your life. It could, and it's not half bad too. You know, if the doctor makes eye contact with you and says, "My, what a wonderful tea party this has been." Yeah, it's yeah. uh. No, not I. My, I know, had to pay extra for I that. I made but. sure that I have a a very short doctor. He's got very small hands, <laughs> and it made it okay. Delicate fingers. Yeah, he's got a little, you know, dainty, dainty but fingers. I, I know we joke, but it's uh, it's also our coping mechanism. But this yeah. guy, uh, I mean, he was young, forty three. He's yes. my age. Yeah. Um, and it just is like gone as. Quickly as he was here, you there's know? Uh, one of the uh, journalists from Variety magazine uh, posted yesterday about during the interview for uh, Infinity War. He he was talking to Chadwick about you know wow you you had to get jacked up and you know all this exercise to get big for the role and and then it, it had to be tiresome to to do all the stunts and everything when you were filming and Chadwick Bo- Boseman said, you have no idea what I went through. Yeah. And no, we didn't. He, he, he had just been diagnosed, uh, when he was w- during filming. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, that had to be just three times as hard. And yeah. he's, he started, uh, treatments while he was filming. Mm. So, so it, he was already like going through chemo at that point. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so I I mean, it's if that's not a strong, powerful man, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a case of uh, of uh, too young, too soon, you know. Um, oh yeah. And here's a guy whose star had like, and it's not like Paul Walker where he's doing some jackass thing. Like here's a no. dude who who died needlessly. Yeah. Um, not doing anything stupid. It's kind of finally fits. I mean, we you overuse the word tragic so much. Yes. This one actually feels. A little tragic, you know. A lot tragic. Man. Um, I, I just for me, it's it bummed me out a lot. Um, I like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I like really like Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I was in the room at Hall H when they introduced him for uh, Black Panther for the first time, hmm. um, and it was like watching the audience reaction. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, well, I loved him as Jackie Robinson. I mean, he was amazing. I, I think it's one of those things where it cannot be overstated. Like watching. The uh, the people of color in the audience react to the trailer. Then a year later, for the when we got the first bit of it and yeah. how amazingly good the movie looked. Oh yeah! And it was like just you know seeing people be that fucking excited, including a girl that we had stand, stood in line with. This woman, um, she she just was like blown away by it. And it was like I, it, you know, and like uh, our I think it was a real turning point as well. Like uh, that was way bigger than just another funny sure. book movie. And I think it, it had a huge impact culturally. Yeah. And, and to have him gone from that narrative is absolutely awful. 
And I mean, not to put, you know, I mean, we, we definitely wanted to talk about his passing, but this is going to have long-term implications for the MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we can only, I mean, at this point, you can only imagine that Black Panther was going to be a linchpin uh, right. going forward. And now it's like, my question is, do you do the uh, the Don Cheadle thing and just recast him? Well, now it's, Do you just drop the character? Uh, apparently, Chadwick had let the studio know. Before, before the before he died, he let them know like two years ago that he I, had this. So I wonder if they even knew how big that was going to be. Black Panther, yeah. Oh, they knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They uh, knew. Maybe. They put the money in it. Well, no, yeah. they they knew. Their their tracking told them that it was going to be huge. And but I mean, it's like with Captain Marvel. They knew Captain Marvel was going to be huge as the in between between Infinity War and Endgame. They knew. What I think they should do is I think they should give him a king's funeral. A, yeah. a full royal funeral in one of the uh, future movies, and then have his sister take over. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I just I don't. Or his girlfriend. Look, you you recast Terrence Howard, you recast the Hulk. Like, there's no reason. True. There's no reason to me that true. Like, look, I I, I love Chadwick Boseman, and I you want to honor what came before you, but, Donald Glover. It. Yeah, but I don't. Well, I don't think that. I it's, don't think he. Could, I yeah. don't think he can fill those that that suit. He he's got a very up. different energy as <laughs> right, well. Right. Uh, Mahershala Ali would be really good. He's too old. He's kind of old for that. Like, you need to find somebody yeah. slightly younger. So. True. Not but that I, we're, I don't get me we're wrong, looking dude, too I far into the future. I love some Mahershala Ali, but, yeah. but no, I mean, at this point, you're in a situation where the character, as a character, hasn't had the opportunity to shine completely right. yet. True. And I would think it'd be too early to off the character, you know. Um, it, it just, you got opportunities. Now, at the same time, I, we did get basically four movies worth of Black Panther. Yeah. And the Hulk movie was shit. Okay, that, it was not <laughs> shit. And the Bruce, nobody liked Terrence Howard. That's not true. He was so unlikable. I preferred Terrence Howard over no, Don Cheadle. No, no. I, I preferred Don Cheadle, but I didn't think Terrence Howard was bad. He I, was not likable the way I, Don Cheadle is. I disagree. I would not have cared if the things that happened to him in, what was it, uh, not Infinity, it was Infinity War. Civil War. Civil War. When he broke I wouldn't have cared. I'd been like, yeah, whatever, he's kind of a dick. I, I mean, they've kind of always written Rhodey as being a bit of a dick. Yeah. But there's something, but he's a goody-goody. Not a dick. No, With he's Terrence a complete Howard, asshole. He was a dick. He shows up in Endgame and he's like, "Hey there, average size man, <laughs> Ant Man." Yeah. <laughs> like it's not even like I'm like you know not like oh hey what's up like you know it's not Ant Man's fault. Oh, that, that was you got funny paralyzed. though. Come on, suck it up. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, man. I just I, the the question becomes like, what do you do with it? And I got I got no problem with. Uh, to me, it's like, why does Sheree have to become the Black Panther? Why can't she just be who she is? Right. Okay. Yeah, That's well, what I've been screaming. I didn't forever. say become the Black Black Panther. I I just meant have her take over as the leader of Wakanda and rule. I, I, and I think that's fight, fine too. I think fight along sure. with the Avengers and yeah. I just think it's at this point where. But you have to have a Black Panther. It's part of the narrative. It is part of the narrative. He's the protector of the people. So if, if I mean, what they might do is just say he's you know busy with that, like they did with Captain Marvel. She's off planet working <laughs> on other shit. <laughs> I mean, being totally honest here, how much longer you think this Marvel ride's gonna last? Uh, well, here's the thing. I think the longer we delay with the, uh, yeah. with the Rona, 
it's definitely going to change our plans. And in fact, I'm starting to look more and more at phase four. It's like we always kind of assumed it would be a, por- a torch passing. Yeah. But the problem is, is these guys are all getting old. Yes. So it's like Brie Larson's 30. So she's going to be like, the. I think it was the plan was for Brie Larson, Chadwick Boseman, um, and take out the mantle and Dr. Strange to be sort of the, the ones going forward yeah. as you now introduce the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, right. uh, Shang-Li, uh, you're going to introduce like all these new characters, but it's like, dude, Robert Downey Jr. is 60 years old. Like yes. uh-huh. he can't be Iron Man forever. No. Um, I think you can keep Thor around another decade because Chris Hemsworth looks great. Yes. Well, um, remember Iron Man died. So he... it, this is true, but <laughs> I mean, this, the reason it is a comic book movie though. <laughs> I'm just saying the reasoning behind like the passing of the torch and Chris Evans, while still with that boyish good look, God damn, he's a good looking man. Like yeah. he just kills me. I'm like, how how do you look as good now as you did when you were Johnny Storm? You know what's funny? <laughs> My kid is adamant, this Phoebe, that um, Luke Hemsworth is the best looking of the three. What? Yeah. This is this dude is like the the shallow part of that Hemsworth gene pool. <laughs> But I think she loves the underdog, and she she's like, he's so much better you're, you're than- You're talking about the guy from Westworld, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She he's the Danny you. DeVito of Hemsworth. Yes. Like, how are- yes. That's, that is what cracks me up, because she she feels so bad for him being in that Hemsworth gene pool. How, how does she feel about Billy Baldwin? <laughs> oh, she doesn't know anything about the Baldwins. First off, he is the Billy Baldwin. Exactly. She don't know who the fuck Billy Baldwin exactly. is. Right, right, exactly. Right. Right. And nobody knows who this freaking is. She doesn't know who Alec either. Baldwin is. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. But no, she she has taken up Luke's cause as the better. She thinks the middle Hemsworth was Liam. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, he's ugly. He's the one that was he's married to Miley Cyrus. Uh, whatever. I mean, I don't follow him on, you know, Tiger Beat and shit, but... <laughs> But first off, you just dated bop. yourself because I don't know that Tiger Beat is a thing anymore. So. I don't know if it is, actually. I, I don't know. I just um, think we're in this weird time where uh, when you have an expansive universe like this where everything's been put on hold and you're telling a story that keeps going. Yes. So the passing of the torch now. Exp- and do you include this in the narrative? I don't think so. I, I don't I, think so either. I think it you got, grounds it in a time period. I think so, yeah. And I think that you, you don't want – you also don't want the character to just be gone. Right. You know, you spent too much time and in storytelling investing on building up T'Challa. Recasting is completely within the realm of possibility. That'll be a tough sell. Uh, once again, Mark yeah. Ruffalo, uh, you watch. Oh, there was a lot of hate for him when they did that. Yeah, but everybody now, it's just yes. like. He is the Hulk. There's some revisionist history going on where people are like, well, they really wanted to cast Mark Ruffalo originally, but, yeah, they were, right. but Paramount wouldn't let him. And I was like. Well, I don't didn't. buy Mark Ruffalo in the uh, no. the Jason Bourne version of that movie, which no. is what it was, you know. Um, but anyways, I, I, I'm intrigued by what's going to happen going forward because you're now in this situation where the characters and the faces have to change, you yes. know. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, those guys are going to be old by the time we get the third one out. Right. They haven't even started shooting the third one yet. Nope. You know, and you're like, Chris Pratt is not going to be the lovable uh, uh, young guy anymore. Uh, it's pronounced Crisp Rat. <laughs> Crisp Chris Rat? Rat? Yeah. I, I don't. Not I, Chris Pratt. Crisp Rat. And that I think, is his name. I think you're in the wrong. <laughs> you put I, the wait, emphasis what? on the wrong. You've you never noticed that about his name? No. Chris Pratt could also be 
pronounced no, crisp No, I, I get rat. that. <laughs> yeah, you've never like, noticed that. Is this a thing? Or are you just making a joke? Mike's just doing a dad bit. It's a dad right? joke. Bad, bad, doing bad a dad joke. joke. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Like, Mike, that's the reason Mike's I, on I, the show. I have, no, I have no kids, so I'm a punkle. <laughs> Or, or or a faux pas. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> that was the biggest dad joke that's ever happened on this show. Brought to you by Chris Thayer. Send all complaints to Chris Thayer at Nerd Life Crisis. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm intrigued by what this means for the MCU going forward. Um, yeah. More importantly, with the transition that's happening in the MCU right now, I'll be interested to see what the new lineup is going to be like because there's. The reality is we know very little about Phase 4 other yeah. than what movies are coming out, but we don't know what this is going to lead to, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if I went, if you went back to Phase 1 now and or, and looked at what it wrought through Phase 3, like, that was one giant story arc. Yes, it was. You know? And you got to wonder how much of that they planned. All of it. I don't know if I buy that. I think they got, well, definitely from Iron Man they hadn't planned it. Now, I think they did no. a lot of callbacks to make it seem like they had that whole thing planned. But I think it's like Star Wars. I think they knew they were getting one movie. I don't think they realized that there was no way they could know they were going to be able to connect all these things. I think what happened was by the time Iron Man 2 came out, because you got to follow the, the the chronology where it was right. Iron Man 1 came out and made all the monies. Oh, yeah. And nobody expected that, right? Iron Man 2 came out and made just as much money as Iron Man 1. And it wasn't as good. We all knew it wasn't as good, but we all wanted to see another one. Yeah. And then and we were sorry we did because that third one is terrible. No. It's terrible. No. I, anyway, continue your point. The, my point being that by the time then Thor comes out, or you got Incredible Hulk and then Thor, the Hulk movie was not everybody's oh, favorite. God. Terrible. It's not even the worst. Like, let's be real. It's not even close to the worst in the MCU. No. What's worse? than I, Than Hulk? Uh, I'd say Thor: The Dark World is easily the worst MCU no movie. No way! Dark World is way better than the first Thor. The second I, one? The, oh the yeah. first two Thors, I I thought were garbage. I love the first Thor. The first it's Thor is so a lot boring. Of fun. I really boring. So boring. I don't know. That's and you boring. had the cheesy CG robots that they fought. That's so dumb. The second one at least had some production value. It was it was dark. Look, the worst the worst MCU movies are easy to call out because it's uh, it's the second Iron Man movie with Whiplash. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Thor: The Dark no. World. No. No. I, I, but I'll give it to you. Keep going. <laughs> what else you got? Um, actually, from there it gets a little harder. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, then you got the middle ground, which is huge. The middle ground is huge because uh, I mean, you're talking about the second Guardians is freaking trash. The second half of the second Guardians. Is I trash. would rather watch the second Guardians all day, every day over Dark World. Dark World. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I would. I mean, yeah. I don't want to watch either one, to be honest <laughs> with you. The second Guardians. The, here's the thing with the Guardians movie. No matter I, what, at the end of the Thor day, for me, they ruined Thor. Yeah, but because they put out a good Thor movie on the third try. <laughs> And ruined the other two. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, now we understand who this character is. Yeah, the 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 change in Thor yes. in Ragnarok completely make, erases the other two. Because Actually, that change you can watch if you go back and watch Age of Ultron. It's like already starting in yes. that movie. But yes. it, yeah, but it, it's the first two Thor movies. I I did not like Thor. Really? I oh was no. Just like eh. Loki's the, the hero. Exactly. Of those stories. Fair yep. enough. Yeah, he's Fair enough. who I was watching. And and so the hero wasn't 
impressive to me. I mean, I love Thor as a character. I I love the you comics know what it and is? everything, but it's it's freaking uh, the Dark Knight. Nobody cares about Christian Bale in the Dark Knight. It's all about Joker. It's all about the Joker. That's exactly what happened with Thor. They built that whole first two movies around the villain in the story. True. I, I mean, I guess. I, I really enjoy the Warriors 3 and, and Sif. I, I just Ah, the douchebag 3. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they, they even switched one of them and no one even noticed. <laughs> I, think the, I think the problem is when you start to get into like the lower tier or, or the middle tier of Marvel movies or yeah. the MCU, it's a big room. Yeah oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And what you do is you take a step back and you go, okay, well, what are the best movies? And you get into, like, uh, First Avenger. You get into... Uh, uh, I don't know if that holds up for me as much. No, go back and rewatch oh, it. I mean, it's, it's great. The first Captain America movie yes. is amazing. Yes, That's my I favorite. agree. Um, That's my favorite. Winter Soldier is still, like, heads and tails. It's up there. And actually, at Civil War, because Baron Zemo is so fucking good as a villain. Mm. He is. He, He's at the top of the middle. I still don't like Civil I, War. Civil War, I like, enjoyed Civil War. The entire Captain America arc works unbelievably well. Yeah. You get the opening in Civil War with crossbones. You get the introduction mm. of Black Panther. Yep. You get the chase scene uh, with Black Panther and Winter Soldier. I mean, and that's Cap. cool. Now, that yeah. whole movie is great, dude. When you go back and rewatch it. The only thing it, I even like about that movie is we get to see Black Panther, but he's a little like pouty, understandably. His dad just died. I know, you understandably. <laughs> but you get um, Spider Man was the only thing that makes that movie for me. Everything about that movie, like when you watch it again, works. Like yeah. that's the eh. beauty of it. Um, I would even I would argue it's kind of weird, but the further we get away from it, I would argue that the first Avengers is not as good as Age of Ultron, and it is not as good as uh, agreed. Oh, I'll agree as with that. The next two. Yeah. Because because we spend so much time in the first Avengers getting the team together that it it like waste precious time because we're introducing the audience to the team. So on a rewatch, it's not as infinitely rewatchable. And and the the team's chemistry is what makes the team enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. And without them all together, you don't have that. And it just Well, it's funny because uh, uh, my kid, if I ask him, he's like, what what Avengers movie do you want to watch? He always wants to watch Age of Ultron first. And I'm like, really? More than Endgame? More than Infinity War? He goes, I like Infinity War, but the bad guys win. That's why he doesn't like Empire Strikes Back as much. So he just doesn't like that the Empire wins. So You haven't put him up for adoption yet? (laughs) No, that makes sense for that age. It's it's when you get to be old and That's jaded true. that Empire starts to be your favorite. Yeah, you're right. Kids are stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that's that's what happens. So I think we're going to get like you're going to get a new Black Widow after this Black yes. Widow movie. Yep. I think uh Shang-Li is going to come you're in. Really, how are you going to have another Black Widow movie? No, no, no. You the Black Widow movie is going to introduce the new Black Widow. Oh, it's going to be your sister or something? Yes, yeah. so I think oh. you're going to have that same character, but with a younger actress. Uh, it's, I guess. I guess. We'll see. I mean, it's the comic book trope, dude. It's the tradition yeah. of passing yeah. the mantle. Oh, it, we did it with Cap. Yeah, I mean, in cinema form, uh, you're going to have a new I Captain mean, America. Are they going to be able to keep the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from arresting the new Cap? <laughs> I mean, he, he obviously stole the S.H.I.E.L.D., right? <laughs> Apparently. It's <laughs> I just I got questions about I mean like I'm down with the Falcon being Captain America but the first time he throws the shield I'm gonna be like wait a minute yeah. wait a minute you don't have the super soldier serum right. so how does this work how you does know? that work uh, at least with Bucky he's I guess got this they never really like oh yeah he does 
he's got the Russian version, or he's like a Chinese knockoff of. He's got the Wish, the Wish, yeah, uh, Super yeah. Soldier Serum. Yeah. So you know, he's like kind of strong, but not completely strong. You know. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm not sure how Mackie's gonna do that. I, I mean, I'm sure. Does he keep the wings? Is he still the Falcon? I don't know. Like, I would imagine because it's a big part of but his. But then wouldn't abilities. he have to become an eagle? Because he's Captain, Captain America. America. He can't be a Falcon. Come Captain. on. I, I mean, you know, I guess. <laughs> I just. I, I so see, many questions. I, I see the MCU lineup and what's going to happen, but I, I definitely thought that Black Panther was a big part of this going forward. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like at the Marvel level. I, don't know they, if I felt that, actually. Dude, let's no, be real. Was. Black Panther 2 would have made all the monies. Yep. And, yeah. And it still will. If it's good. I, yeah, but it, yes and no. Um, I don't think it has to be like World Breaker, but one, I don't think Marvel makes bad movies. I mean, yeah. But like I said, Chadwick, Chadwick let the studio know that he was sick two years ago. So you know they have a plan in effect. They have something going. They they are they not must. surprised by they this. Must. They did. They were not surprised by this information. All, all I know is these motherfuckers need to get this shit on the road. Because if I don't get a good Fantastic Four movie before I die, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. <laughs> I, right? I'm telling you right now, you ain't getting a good Fantastic Four movie. All, all they I can. want. They could. No. Listen to me. All I want is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to be fucking Mr. Fantastic they would be and amazing. Sue Storm. They would and be it's perfect. so not going to happen. I, no, that's all I want. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. I don't give a shit what else you do. Oh, oh, and The Rock as the thing. Imagine The Rock as the being thing. Being The Rock. <laughs> like, being, he is The Rock as the thing. Like, okay, dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more charismatic than The Rock? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's clobbering time. <laughs> Can you smell it? He's like, can you smell what the thing is clobbering? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And they can do a little eyebrow raise for the thing. That'd be great. <laughs> you know that smolder's coming if they do that. That's awesome. Uh, but, I mean, come on. Like, what more? And and I, at this point, Johnny Storm, I don't give a fuck. Like, it just be who is young and fun and a good Doctor Doom. Like, yes. can I please have a good Doctor Doom? Yes. And, no. Yes. I'm not going to. And and finally, I'm calling it now. And I don't want the Doctor Doom to be like I, he he doesn't have fucking magical powers from no. the negative zone. He's evil Iron Man. That's all he is. Yes. He's evil fucking Iron Man. So you give Doctor Doom an Iron Man suit. Yep. You make him fucking evil. They don't. They get the little eyes, and so his own eyes are there instead of the glowing eyes. And it fucking works. And that's phase four and five leading up to Galactus. Like Done. which I can, I can only assume that Galactus is going to be the next big bad. Isn't he some like intergalactic giant? Yes. That's the size of planets. And He's shit? a celestial. He so. eats planets. That's dumb. They literally already have introduced the concept of the celestials in the it's, Guardians movie. It's, it's dumb. The audience will buy into well, it if it, you do it right. It's still Doctor dumb. Strange. He he. Uh, yeah. He dealt with uh, Mammon or whatever. Umbumbu or whatever, I don't remember the name, but that he was a celestial as well. So you know what's funny is the uh, Umamu. Umamu uh, that's it. Yep. Uh, uh, I think was his name. It, it, something Umami. Yeah. Umami. No. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that a spice or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All I'm saying is the MCU is going to be interesting from here on out. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, so, you guys, Bill and Ted Face the Music came out over the weekend. Who saw it besides me? Nobody? Come on. <laughs> How are you not excited about Bill and Ted Face the Music? I, I'm going to just admit this. Um, I, I don't really care. I, I 
honestly, I am not a fan of movies with stupid people. I never have been. And it, it doesn't it doesn't speak to me for some reason. I just I don't I don't love the Bill and Ted. I never I'm excited have. for it. Uh it just takes some convincing of the significant other that it's worth the money. It's twenty four dollars, dude. Yeah, but it's it's it nineteen ninety nine just to rent it. If if it were in a theater, I would have gone to see it by myself. So <laughs> <laughs> that it's, so spending twice that uh, to watch it by myself at home—that's not something my wife is gonna jump on. She she's basically saying we'll wait till it's streaming. Well, yes. we were gonna go to the drive-in on Friday night and see it, and then my wife uh, uh, had some social distancing backyard drinking, uh, mm. and she got a little too uh, inebriated to go out, uh, and they were out here for seven hours. Uh, drinking mm. uh, margaritas on the other side of the yard over there. Awesome. Um, so it it uh yeah. So she came in and she goes, "Oh, are we still going to the drive-in?" I'm all, "It's 10:30. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bed. I don't know what you're talking about." Um, uh, but so we ended up ordering it at home. Which first off, it's the thing I've been saying for years now, which is the more my home system continues to surpass mm-hmm. what I can go out and do. At a movie theater, yep, or is equal at least. I don't need to go to a movie theater anymore to see a new release. Yeah, like we dropped the the 110 inch projection screen down. I got surround sound. The neighbors got to hear Bill and Ted face the music, (laughs) Um, and we watched it, and it was it was super enjoyable, dude. And it was as good of an experience as going to the theaters. Um, uh, From a review standpoint, as spoilery free as I can be, yeah. Um, Are you really spoiling anything, though? Uh, there's some surprises. Okay. Um, they do they do a good job of bringing back like people you've seen in past Bill and Ted movies while introducing uh, new characters. Uh, I was sad that Station from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was not in, Aww. but there is a Station reference. Okay. Cool, um, cool. Uh, Who's Station? You don't remember you? I saw. The first one a couple times, the second one maybe once. So Bogus Journey is they uh, we rewatched the Bill and Ted's in uh, anticipation. I just can't this bring week. myself to do it. Man. Uh, the second one is so surrealism; it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, um, but I they- watch SpongeBob. I don't need that shit. Well, How is SpongeBob equitable to not, Bill and Ted? It, like they're both stupid. No, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't get it, I, dude. I, just, I you know what? And it's it's weird because it's basically a music based movie. So you would think I would be excited for it. I, not even a little bit. I maybe I need to go back and rewatch with like different eyes. So <laughs> I, I I we bring it back a all little right, bit. Go ahead. To Bill and Ted. Tell me tell me about the the station. Yeah. So okay. So station was a uh, a musician from the future who okay. joined Bill and Ted's band. Oh. So if you remember, it was Bill and Ted, and it was Death. Uh, and the, the 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 wild stallions. The, the spelling I always love yeah. on wild stallions, by the way, right. uh, completely misspelled. Yeah. Um, but the entire point is, is that they put together this band of all these great musicians, and they played that moment at the um, at the Grand Canyon at the end of the first one. Yep. Where the whole world saw them, and that was supposed to be the moment that united the world, but it ended up not being the moment that unites the world. Uh, cool. So they they even open it like a behind the music thing where they're like okay. they went number one on the charts and this was supposed to be their rise yeah. and and basically it fell one and, hit wonder yeah and they kept uh, releasing more and more albums with these really ridiculous like you know uh, titles 
Uh, and the opening of the movie has them at uh, Missy, uh, Bill and Ted's both spe- stepmom at a certain point, yeah. who's marrying Ted's little brother from the first two movies. <laughs> um, uh, so they're like, we've written a new song that we wish to play for you. It is uh, 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 in three movements. And da, da, da. and so it's him on a didgeridoo, and, and, Bill, uh, and Bill's all, wah. <laughs> <laughs> their music apparently it's like just terrible uh but it's 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 the nostalgic trip through yes. so many movies and tv shows that we've been getting but this one actually was well done and i think a lot of times we're seeing so it's force awakens is what you're saying i see force awakens like leaned into the nostalgia in a way where it's like here's something you loved and i want to remind you of it so we're right. going to play into the nostalgia Bill and Ted goes, here's the nostalgia. We get your in on the joke of the nostalgia. So now we're going to play with the tropes of nostalgia and allow you to, one, enjoy it for its nostalgic efforts, but also enjoy it because it's its own new thing and a continuation yeah. of a story. Okay. okay. You know? Which, uh, that's good because most of the, the nostalgia-based shows and movies right now oh, that yes, are coming out, they're, they're just so heavy-handed. Yeah. They're just redoing the old movies or TV shows, and you're just like, that's not a nostalgic throwback. You you guys need to work on this. But it sounds like Bill and Ted's is not doing that. No, no. Look, there is there are familiar story beats that you're going to go through. Yeah. So it's like the boys decide to go on adventure through to the future to do try to Waterloo. They the do water not. I, oh. And none of the historical figures from past movies show up. So. Oh, I need Napoleon. They do have a Rufus cameo. Uh, of sorts, uh, uh, but well, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I, he has been dead for a while. Uh, Who's Rufus? George George Carlin. Carlin. Oh right. But right. they use a, uh, a a sort of projection of him from the original movie. Oh cool, cool. And and his voice. So yeah, it was like, they had to, they had to include him. Well, somewhere. and he would technically still be alive, which is well, the yeah. because he's from the future. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Uh, uh, so Kristen Shaw is sort of his stand-in as his daughter, okay. and then they have a wife, you know. Uh, and they keep—it's weird at a certain point because they keep referencing him, and you have to go, "Well, why isn't Rufus here?" Um, because he's, you know. But anyways, I digress. Uh, but the boys decide to go on an adventure to the future because they want to go and like, well, why don't we just go when the song has already been written and we'll get it? Uh, meanwhile, the wives. Uh, they are at couples counseling, which is like one of my favorite bits in the movie. Well, that's in the preview. Uh, it's fucking amazing because they're like, um, they're like, go to couples counseling and they don't tell the others that they're both going to be there. So they're all four there and they're like, what do you want to say to your wife? And he's like, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like they can't separate from each other, which is the brilliance of it. Um, so the wives go on their own adventure. And then the kids go on an adventure. So you have these three simultaneously interweaving moments that keep happening. So the kids go on the traditional Bill and Ted adventure where they're like, we're going to go grab a backing band to help the parents. So they go on an adventure to uh, literally to face the music, which is they grab um, uh, Louis Armstrong from Preservation Hall. Wow. They grab Jimi Hendrix. You're trying to get me in now. I can see what you're doing. (laughs) They grab uh, Beethoven. uh, So uh, not Beethoven, uh, Mozart, uh, because they already had Beethoven in the original. But they go on and like their own side adventure. But it's funny because they try to grab Jimi Hendrix and he's like, nah. And they're like, well, who would Jimi Hendrix like? And they're like, let's go grab Louis Armstrong. (laughs) But it was funny because we're sitting there and we had gone to Preservation Hall in January. And as soon as they walk in, I go, I look at my wife, I go, oh, shit, they're at Preservation Hall. Right. (laughs) You know? But Um, that's accurate because Jimi Hendrix wouldn't go with them because he was kidnapped (laughs) after a show 
back in 68. Was he really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. He he had done a show in New York City, and uh, after the show, some two Italian guys uh, were like, you know, they gave him some weed, and he was smoking with them and drinking, and then they were like, yeah, we got a bunch more weed and some LSD back at the apartment. You want to go? He's like, yeah. They get in the car, and instantly the vibe changed is what he says. They drive to their apartment. They lock him in. And they keep him locked up for like three days. Uh, the problem is, is Jimi Hendrix's manager at the time was pretty high up in the mafia, and these guys were wannabe mafia, and they were trying. And when they contacted the manager for a ransom, a bunch of uh, thugs from the mafia show up, and basically just, well, they walk into the apartment, and they just look at Jimmy and say, "You're free to go." And the two mafia guys are like, wait, wait, what are the two wannabe guys are like, wait, wait, who are you? And then like six more thugs go walking in. Jimmy walks out, gets in the car with his manager and drives away. And those two guys, I don't believe have ever been heard of since. I've never heard this story in my life. Yeah, I didn't know this. This That's crazy. That's an amazing story. Yeah, it's uh, there's a podcast called the 27 Club. And it's uh, I believe not know that. That, it's an awesome podcast. It's by the guy who did created uh, Disgraceland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's each season. It's I believe they're twelve episode seasons. Uh, the entire twelve episodes concentrates on one member of the Twenty Seven Club. Brad. Uh, the first season was Jimi Hendrix. This second season is just now wrapping up, and that's Jim Morrison. I'm kind of bummed. Like uh, it's an right idea for a podcast that we can never do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend it. It's super super entertaining. Yeah, so the movie, uh, the movie, they go on their adventure, and uh, it's like, it's very likable. Yeah. Um, you get, and then you start to get like future stuff. Like a, it's, it plays with the uh, the time travel fun of the first Bill and Ted, but also the surrealism as the, of the second Bill and Ted. Cool. So they end up back in hell, which it's like oh. you know, it's like part you know with death. It's just like there's and there's so many little moments. And you get to the end, and I don't know that the end is perfect. It works because it's yeah. a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. And it's not really, literally, the point of these movies is never the finish. It's always the journey. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Um, um, and you get to the end, and you're like, that was fun. I, like, looked at Elena, and I was like, that was a blast. And there's, you know, all sorts of fun cameos. And, um, cool. I, I, like, it was well worth my 24 bucks. And, if, and it's what I told her. I'm like, if they're going to release these movies, like, I'm going to pay for them. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if nobody's paying for movies, we're not going to get new content. True. And I mean, I felt like that about music for years. You know, people give me shit because I still buy my albums on iTunes, um, but I, I still am adamant. I, I don't have a streaming service for for music for the same reason. Right. You know, um, I mean, the bottom line is. The studios don't make money, then the actors don't make money, and we don't get more of this shit. Yeah. So you've got to support those arts. I it, totally get it, man. Well, and it's even like with I, – I, I've been trying to go see New Mutants all weekend. Yeah. Um, and the one – I'm not going to go to a theater. I'm going to go to the yeah. drive-in to see it. Um, but – it's showing with Iron Man, and I'm all, I, I don't, you know. What? Yeah, it's only eight bucks. Um, <laughs> Iron Man, though, of all the films you could be showing, I give that's it a, the fucking one. Give it a couple weeks, and it'll be in a double feature with something good. And give, I, me, yeah. give me at least a Mutants movie. <laughs> like X-Men? Fuck. <laughs> like, why am I going to see the, uh, the the 2008 release of Iron oh, Man? Oh, my God, that's terrible. Oh, uh, they should have done it as a double feature with Dark Phoenix, so I could be superbly disappointed <laughs> the whole weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, but I mean, I'm like, look, I, I don't want to reward Disney for and Fox for making a bad movie, but I want to see this. I've wanted to yeah. see this movie for a year. Yeah. Like, hopefully it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, you know? So I, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I, yeah, man. I just think at this point, um, the MCU's got its brand. DC is playing. I mean, I give DC multiverse credit because at least they're, they're trying. trying different shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it ain't working, but they're trying it. I disagree. A I think little that bit they, of it is. I think Shazam worked really well. Oh, I love Shazam. Shazam was okay. It was I, fun. Shazam was like, what if we take the fun of big I, I and turn it into know, a superhero movie? How the fuck are they going to bring back Chris Pine? Like, how does that work? It's part of the story. But how does that work? It's part of the story. 40 years later and he's uh, still It's the more age? than 40. It's 80s. Right, the first one moved with oh, World, World War One. One, oh <laughs> Not World shit! War II. Yeah, I, everything is World War Two to me. So yeah, that's crazy. I, it's part of the story. Wow, I, it must be because that shit's dumb. Like, <laughs> do we really need him? She can't get a new love interest. Like, well, and but we already know fuck. he's he's got to die again. Well, because he ain't in the Justice League movies. So well, it's, you got to remember, it's it's somebody gives powers. You know, it's uh, it's everyone's greatest uh wish will come Got true it. sure so so diana's wish is for chris pine to come back all to right. life. i missed that look so that sort of explains it I we guess. gotta yeah. keep telling and trying different things in the genre or the genre will get stale i agree with that 100 percent. so and i mean i've I been think, saying that since day one yeah, yeah but here's the thing you keep predicting the end of the superhero genre and they keep trying different stuff and every time they try something different it fucking works because the superhero genre, the misnomer is that it's one genre and it's not. Well, it no. fits all the genres. You can literally stack anything you want on top Marvel's of a superhero. Movie. That. Well, yeah, but Marvel has barely, to me, scratched the surface on what yeah. this shit could be. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's that's the beauty of well, it. Shit, all, look at know? Logan. Well, yeah, yeah, you could tell some really good stories within this quote unquote genre and with these types of people. Look at Deadpool, dude. Deadpool was like, what if yeah. you take The Hangover and turn it into a fucking superhero movie? Yeah. The know? Joker. I, the Joker was... Uh, I'll give it to you. They, it to they you. originally wrote that script as just a story about a man breaking because of society, and they couldn't sell it anywhere. And then they changed it to the origin story of The Joker, and it was bought like that. I still don't love it. As, it's, as but a, it's a it's a if you if you erase the Joker out sure. of it, it's a damn good movie. I should not identify with the Joker as a character who is who I can see his point of view. Well, yeah, like that's a mistake. The Joker me. is insane. It's yeah, I yeah. don't think so. I think that's that's what makes all of the best villains the best villains. I should not identify with the Joker, yes. who is a well, murderer. Well, I relate with Thanos. I'm like, I wish I could snap Fucking half seriously. the Seriously, or even <laughs> even uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, you know, I mean, he makes Burning some money. compelling he doesn't arguments. Care. I sh- then you, we need to have another discussion about y'all's point of views <laughs> when you're identifying with the villains. The villains don't have a good point of view. Like, remember, but remember, they, I I prefer the Empire over the Rebels I, as well. You motherfuckers do. Like at the end of the day, so I'm not on that camp. <laughs> don't include me with that. I will say this: in Rogue One, I became a fan of Darth Vader more than any of the other characters in rogue one oh yeah why because when he comes in at the end of Rogue one that shit is badass uh, well his badassery does not take away okay have you seen okay so i follow uh i love the memes right right so the whole thing has become um uh the ray holding the dagger 
uh, right. yeah. and being like, this right. dagger has done unmentionable things. And then she pulls out the lightsaber, and it's all the uh, the Padawan murderer 9000. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, I, I, at the end of the day, Darth Vader still killed a bunch of little kids, dude. Well, I mean, he did what he had to do. <laughs> Well, because because from his more. point of view, they're the they're the bad guys. Collateral damage. Most kids that age are kind of dicks anyway. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that kid was annoying. <laughs> Master, he's, shut up. And now he's on the the con circuit. Is he? Oh yeah, that, that actor. Kid? Screw him. That actor is he's doing the con circuit in uh, the UK. He's signing autographs. I, and now there saying, is why there is, is a cool picture. Uh, Hayden Christensen was over there for the con, and they got together and did a picture. I, whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I want to see. Him, I just said you're kryptonite. I apologize. I want to see him as much as I want to see Jake Lloyd at this point. Like uh, fuck both of them. I can't wait for Anakin to be on that Obi Wan series. Him right. being it, he is. They already announced it. No. He's gonna be a regular character. Oh, and they I, announced that it's only gonna be one season. Oh, I want it. Uh, I I know it's gonna be good. I I love Ben Kenobi. Uh, if have you read the book Kenobi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so awesome. It's like a western, you know. And I I am so looking forward to this. Series. I hope it's good, dude. I mean, I love me some some Obi Wan and Hayden Christensen. I, I want it to be like a spaghetti western with a Jedi. I mean, that's basically what the Mandalorian is. So, so yeah. wait, 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 wait. How how are we gonna have Anakin in the Kenobi story? That's a good question. But he's gonna be in it. When is this supposed to take place? Before a new. We hope? don't know. But he's not Anakin. He's Darth Vader. Well, he's gonna be in the show. Well, it ain't gonna probably, be him then. Probably in flashbacks. It's gonna be either a maybe. I doubt it'll be flashbacks. I think he's gonna like have some sort of force connection to him, like a la uh, uh, not Ray and Ray and Kylo, and but Kylo. I think he's gonna have like dreams or some shit where he talks to Anakin. I, your hatred for the prequels like blinds you, sir. Fucking out, dude. I'm dude, so just out. just so you know, only Siths deal in absolutes. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you and McGregor is even enough to bring me around. If you're putting Hayden Crinch, that's in it. bullshit. And you know you're gonna watch it, so stop being bitter. No, dude. I don't know. The nostalgia is deep, son. It, I mean, you're watching Cobra Kai finally because the, the nostalgia, nostalgia is, is deep with this one. <laughs> I am watching the, but here's the difference. Cobra Kai is good. Oh, Jesus Christ! You haven't seen it yet. You don't know. That it's not going to be good. I've seen the first season. No, of the Obi Wan series. Oh well, you know, whatever. I don't. What do you need to see? I'm the putting show. fucking Hayden Christensen in the story. I mean, what are you going to do? Look, first off, and Mike, you started watching Cobra Kai now too. Yes, I. I, I have been on the Cobra Kai bandwagon for two years, and y'all mocked me endlessly when I brought it up. Because you're didn't dumb mock enough you. to pay for 18 services. I, I said for always from the beginning, I'm not paying, and I ain't paying for them now. YouTube, you're paying <laughs> for Netflix. Cobra Kai's on Netflix. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Cobra Kai's on Netflix. You don't have Netflix? I have Netflix. That's the only one I pay okay, for. Okay, first off. That's I, where Cobra Kai is. But it was, on, it was on YouTube, and he wouldn't watch the YouTube Red. I paid for one month of YouTube Red to watch the Cobra it. Kai season one, and one, I, I paid $14 for both seasons combined. And guess what? It was a worthwhile $14. So they got 14 bucks out of me. I hope it helped pay for both seasons. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, it wasn't because that shit's not on YouTube Red anymore. Ah, uh, YouTube. It's too many too many streamers in the marketplace. Which is dude. what I've been saying. Like, I don't have a subscription to CBS All Access. Fuck all that. There ain't nothing on there anyway. Picard was good. Yeah. <laughs> Do Discovery's, I really need some more? Discovery's good. I, I don't like Star Trek to begin with. I don't know that. Like, I like the movies that just came out with sure. Chris Pine. Those were interesting. 
but Star Trek is some boring ass shit. I, I did a month of Quibi as well, and I don't know that I need to do another month of Quibi. <laughs> I, I can't do Quibi. Eight minute <laughs> segments. I, I can't do it. Like when I was watching, I was like, so let me get this straight. Y'all took a movie and you broke it up into quote unquote 10 episodes. So I'm watching a movie over 10 episodes. It's just like watching Eight a movie minutes. on fucking YouTube. Like, yeah. I don't, you know what it is? It's an old that. person watching a movie. Pause that shit. I gotta go take a pee. You know. Yep. I mean, every ten minutes. Uh, all that's, right. That's what it is. So let's transition off of this. Let's talk a little uh, Lovecraft Country. So we're two episodes in. Uh, Mike, you still haven't watched it yet. I don't have HBO. We, my wife I and I, cut the like cable. Did we talk uh, about ago? the uh, uh, the Cobra Kai? We talked about Cobra Kai two years ago when I watched season one, and you guys mocked me. No, <laughs> but I think I I did. Um, but. I don't know how, but this shit is good. I told you this two years ago. I, I, you could go back not, to like episode ninety eight and listen to me go, "Hey guys, Cobra Kai is great." And both I'm you and Steve saying, are like, "Cobra Kai? I don't know about all that shit." Da, 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 da. It, it is the dumbest fucking idea ever. It's brilliant and it's funny and, and it's it fun. It's brilliant and it's funny and it is fun. And I'm I enjoying am admitting it. it right now. Yeah, my wife it, was reluctant. We watched the first episode and she hated Johnny. Oh yeah, uh, and then He's I was vacuous, like, dude. I was, He's if you were just now getting on board with Cobra Kai, welcome. Like season three is coming out here soon. This is gonna be all of our listeners because no one paid for that bullshit. It on It was YouTube so Red. good, and I tried telling you completely people completely beside the point. There would be great other shows on YouTube Red if you would all listen to me. Like all, <laughs> all ten of our listeners had you watch Cobra Kai. Like YouTube Red would still be putting out good. Pro- so the programs. best part of this show is it is not about asshole Daniel Larusso. Who I always thought was kind of a dick. Yeah, went, moved in, stole Johnny's girl. Right. That's I, what I love the point of view when he goes. Yes. You showed up out of nowhere and you stole my girlfriend after we had just broken up. Um, uh, and then you you got you like like you punched used an me. illegal move. You sucker punched me yeah. like the first day I met you. Right. <laughs> yeah. He goes. He's all. I love. He does a little thing where he's telling his student. Yeah. Like why Larusos are shitty, and he goes back. Like we've seen on countless websites where they say LaRusso's the villain. Yeah. And he basically proves it using clips He's all, from the movies. He attacked me when we were at the uh, the fucking Halloween thing. <laughs> I hadn't even seen him for months. Well, when, and when he they... poured water on me while I was in the John Mine of My Own Business. Yeah, I think it's in the second episode when they when Johnny first sees Danny Danny. No, it's first episode. And uh uh Daniel's like, you know, well, you know, we we you know, we fought, but you know that's all under the bridge. And Johnny goes, "Well, you used an illegal move." And Daniel's like, "Well, you you used an illegal elbow to my leg." And Johnny goes, "Yeah, I got a warning. You got the trophy." Yes, yes. You know, and and it's true because that kick to the face was an illegal move. Now, to be fair, Johnny is a piece of shit. I mean, you know, Johnny's a fuck up. He was a douchey he teenager. Was, yeah. No, no. In the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's a fucking deadbeat dad, although he is supposedly ch- paying child support. But he's a total drunk. He I, I mean, ha- he's a shitty not employee. to be a, not to be a dick or anything. But we already did this two years ago. Like you're late to the game, <laughs> no, son. You did this two years ago. <laughs> but See, that's the thing. Nobody paid attention to you because nobody wanted to pay for this stupid shit. Okay, can we just get back to the fact that you were wrong about Cobra Kai and like whatever argument you're having right now, you're I, just being. I don't think that I was. You're detracting wrong. from the fact that you were wrong I'm, and I was right. I was not wrong about. And the we Cobra are trying Kai. to talk about Lovecraft Country, not fucking anything else. I, I, 
Let's go to the scoreboard, and that is one point for Ron. Cub crowd's good. All right. So what we're going to do now is when I suggest something, and Chris goes, that's bullshit. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> YouTube Red was bullshit. <laughs> And I, I probably said Cobra Kai was stupid at the time. You did say Cobra Kai I was stupid did. at the time. I probably did. But and you were like, hold on, I'm going to do my best, Chris. You guys ready? Ah, that's bullshit. I'm not watching that bullshit. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch some stupid old people do karate. That's some bullshit. So, all right. So, all right. You were right about, I, I should have, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> the, the show's good. You were I, right. I stand my ground on the... Uh, YouTube Red. Fuck all that. All right. So Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. So Mike, you still? Uh, you- I do not have HBO. So my wife and I cut the cable a few years ago. So, uh, um, I'm not worried about spoilers. Go for it. Can awesome. I, can I uh, start by saying what the hell? What do you mean? What the hell is going on in this show? Like, what is this goddamn show? It's part of the fun, right? Uh, yes. But I'm like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, what? 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 What the fuck is going on here? So Lovecraft, Lovecraft horror. If you've ever like, Mike's not here and Steve's not here, and they're like our Lovecraft Eastman. experts, Eastman. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but Lovecraft horror is like slow building. It's all about like character. It's about the concept that the old ones that live in the other universe are so powerful that they don't even give a shit about us. Like we're like we're, ants and flies to yeah, them. Yeah, we're not important to them. You know. Okay. So the horror that you're getting from it, it's a different kind of horror. It's not boo scare horror. Um. So the first. Uh, you know, the first one you're doing, you know, it's kind of like a cabin in the woods thing. And the yes. second one we're doing sort of, uh, if you ever saw the movie In the Mouth of Madness, um, it's sort of very yeah. reminiscent of that, you know. Um, but this idea of of this second episode, we get sort of to these this, like Lovecraft loves his secret societies. Yes. Like loves him some secret societies. And we get to, a, we basically get to this secret society where we find out our, our lead character is uh, uh, a direct descendant of the the people that started uh, yeah. this secret society, you know? Um, and we find out that Atticus, our, uh, our lead character of the show. Love that, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's... I, the character names haven't completely caught with me yet um, for everybody. Um, uh, Uncle George, I did like, because I love uh, Courtney, Courtney B. Vance. Yeah, man. But then they killed him off at the end yeah. of the fucking episode. Like, Not good. Uh-oh. Not good. So uh, I, we get some you know, some nice twists and turns as we go around the castle, um, and we find out that the reason that um, Atticus and uh, uh, his father, uh, Montrose, were both called there was because they are direct blood descendants of the head of the secret society, and they have the ability through the whatever power lies within their blood to open up a gateway to the Garden of Eden. Um, okay. So, uh, and they... Yeah, there's a whole lot of what the fuck. I, I mean, you're... Well, get, that's, that's Lovecraft. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So you're getting into that. But but what we find is that they open up this gateway uh, at one point. Like, they bring in Atticus, and they, you know, they do some sort of magical bullshit on him. Um, and they open up the gateway, and the Garden of Eden starts to come through. But he's got, like, a dark power in him. Um, and he basically like, levels the fucking house. Yeah, like <laughs> oh. whatever, whatever opening the gateway opened up inside of him. We see that he kills everything in the Garden of Eden, um, and he basically turns everybody, all the uh, the people that are part of the cult, into dust, oh. including the head of the cult, and levels the fucking house. At which point I'm going. Wait, what the fuck is going on now? Yeah, <laughs> what is this show? So, like, what am I doing? What are we doing? I thought well, this was the show. Well, I mean, I think, and I think that's what they wanted you to think. Yeah. But what you're finding out now is, so they're gonna head back to Chicago, 
with yeah. his dad in tow, with the uncle dead, um, and the girl, and but now he's got this power. So he's, he's a walking atomic bomb. Well, he's bringing the power of all this Lovecraft bullshit with him to Chicago, which to me it, it, it opens up some interesting storytelling. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, it gets us away com- from away from that Midwest uh, racist bullshit that we saw <laughs> in episode one. Hopefully, well, Maine isn't the Midwest, but okay. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. No, okay, no, they, still, they went New through England. the Midwest. They did, but then they ended up in Massachusetts and New England. So oh. that's Lovecraft Country is yeah. New England. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so well, why the fuck were they in the Midwest? That's what they have. You, I not, guess that's Chicago. Chicago you fucking is map. Before? I guess that makes sense. Do you not yeah. own the globe. <laughs> I was thinking the other direction. <laughs> Listen here, Cobra Kai. I don't want to hear nothing <laughs> out of you. Keep your your suppositions to yourself. Hey, sweep the leg. <laughs> so, uh, but we do get. Um, so we got introduced uh, introduction to a uh, new character, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams from The Wire. Oh, yes. Love Excellent. him. Love yes. him so much and his beautiful scar. I yes. still never watched that shit. Oh, dude. Like, if you come to me next episode and you're like, I found this show, The Wire. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> seen The Wire? Oh, uh, all right. So we got Michael K. Williams from The Wire who jumped in yeah, as awesome. uh, as the father uh, to Atticus. Um, uh, has a great moment where he's like locked in a dungeon um, and he burrows out. Little yeah, it's coming up and everything. Uh, I just i I'm along for the ride. I'm in. I just don't know what the fuck this show is about yet. Uh, and I think that's kind of the fun of it. Uh, maybe. Well, that's. that's I true. thought I had a handle on the last two weeks. Well, most Lovecraft <clears throat> novels, you had no idea what was going on until you're into the sixth, seventh chapter, anyway. So it, this is true to form. Well, this is definitely based on a book called. Well, it's Lovecraft not the Motown Country, approach. So. The Motown approach? Where you have to hook him in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the song? That is not this style. No, I mean... Like, it took a full 40 minutes to have anything significant happen in the first episode. Sure, sure. Like, it was all just people talking and shit. Like, no significant story stuff until about 40 minutes in that first episode. And uh, then shit just comes off the rails. Yeah, and I think that's it's a slow burn, and it's going to be a slow burn, you know. And I think that's part of the fun of the show is that now, episode two wasn't like that though. I mean, we had it was long, but it it had some very trippy shit all throughout. Yeah, I mean, the, the show, although we've been solving a lot of not really even solving, it's just opening yeah. more questions. Yeah, I mean, we found the dad. I guess that's the one question we solved. Right. We know who Atticus kinda is now. And we know that he's got some sort of power, um, but I feel like there's a lot of open-endedness. That's what we've seen so far. I mean, I again, I have no idea what this show is about yet. Sure, uh, and I'm two hours in. I I, I know that there's powers, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's got a mood to it. it though. It's like definitely got a mood to it. Oh, for sure. And it's and I'm in. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I think it's a rare thing. That I have no idea where this show is going. Sure, sure. Um, totally rare. Some good horror elements, though. Yes. They did some, uh, Especially episode two. Well, no, episode one. I, I mean, the, the whole thing is, like, I enjoy the horror elements of it. And I, if they can end up telling a good story, like, I'm down, you know? And it, it was, uh, uh, we got to see the birth of one of those little vampire creatures. Oh, yeah. Uh, out of a cow, which was, like... Oh. Yeah, just some like shit where you're like, that was dope. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? All right, that's cool. Um, but I really hope we have those characters still because that was a world we could have explored a lot more. I I mean, maybe it's part of the larger narrative. I mean, I hope that's the whole thing. I think this is one of those shows that you're gonna get to the end, 
of the first season and the narrative will make more sense. It's like we you look at Westworld season yes. one now. Yes. And you go, oh, what a brilliant first season. But there was some like, what the fuck is happening on this show? Exactly. For like the first couple episodes. And I think a good show does that, you yes. know? And whether or not you like the answers, as long as the answers get answered. End know? of the day, HBO. Sure. Like they're not they're not wrong. They're not wrong. HBO is as trusted as Marvel when it comes to telling stories at this point i just there was a you know it's going to be good there was a couple moments in there like uh because like we got the whole like what happened in korea like why is he fighting with the what happened in korea because he got the phone call from the woman in korea you know yeah um atticus did uh so it's like and he fought like his apparition that he fought with in his room was um you know this oh, korean yeah. lady yeah, yeah. you know so each of them, you know, the, the people from the cult were coming as they were all locked in each of their rooms, and uh -huh. each of them were dealing with an apparition from the room. The room they were in gave them the thing they most desired, like the girl, the, the woman, she came in and found clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Uncle George had, like, all the books he ever wanted to read, you know. So And, and then, you know, the, there's magic, and you're playing with his memory loss. I mean, there's, like, all sorts of – literally, it's just, like, stuff is happening, and there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. Like, right. the real the real – story beats are what we already talked about which is like basically we find out that he's got powers he's a part of this cult now they're heading back to chicago and he's like this powerful fucking being so what comes of it you know uh, yeah he's candy man he's not candy man no <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that i appreciate yeah, it yeah, nice, nice try horror yeah sure all right uh let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this one up right yeah. here uh, I, this has been an, uh, an argumentative episode because Chris is an idiot and didn't like Cobra Kai soon enough. Um, but we, <laughs> uh, my objection, as stated, was to Red Tube, not Red Tube. Uh, <laughs> red Tube Red. What do you have against Red Tube? <laughs> totally. I looked for it on there, couldn't find it anywhere. I saw some really weird stuff with Cobras though. <laughs> But not exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, this is not what he described. I don't see Ralph Macchio. I mean, there was a dude that looked like Ralph Macchio. Not wasn't him. Good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, once again, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, uh, once again, oh, oh, before we get going, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, My Life As still yes. running. Yes. Uh, we got episode uh, five coming up here. We just uh, we did our weed dealer, and then next we get to meet a uh, uh, a scientist. So that weed one's gonna dealer be... is that how you characterize it? <laughs> wholesale wholesale marijuana salesman okay. on the last one. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and also that first season of fix it in the mix still available jump yep. on it guys you can give it a listen uh follow us on the nerd life crisis network homepage, and just keep on the lookout we got more stuff coming down the pipe uh we're all about content creation here during the uh the rona um so jump on it while you can right and uh as we wrap this up once again you guys hope you guys enjoyed the show uh i am a uh a telephone booth that travels through time i am sweeping the leg I I am Hayden Christensen not being in the Obi-Wan movie <laughs> we, or series. You're wrong. Uh, and we hope you guys are having a nerd life crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis.
This episode of the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast is brought to you by IB Comics. IB Comics, the home of great creator-driven stories for people of all ages, including Legba's Juke Joint. The first book of a nine-book series is available now and tells the story of American music from the blues to the present. The series examines the values of American society and for what we as people are willing to trade our soul. The book has been called Smart and Clever by Mark Wade of The Flash and Superman and Raw, Honest, and Profoundly Human by Stephen Frank, the creator of Silver and the animator on The Iron Giant. The book is available now at www.ibcomics.com. IB Comics, the home of great stories.